Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. My name is Stan C. Romoran is to my right. Chino Liao is to my left. And Raf Camus is in my memory. <laughs> because he is not here tonight. Because he is cursed. He, he has the Camus plague upon his house. No, no, no. But I seriously know what is going down yeah. with Raf Camus. It is not pleasant at all. I do not want to make light of it. You know, I, I know too. It's actually not... That bad, but it bad is. Trip lang. It is kind of curse. Uh, yung curse is Chino before. Na. If he does the, well, the Kamos curse is that if he does well during a match, it automatically means we are not seeing him for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and this dates back to Vendetta from last year. Yeah, right. right? When he became Mister Ubusanalahi. <laughs> yep, yep. Right? All the way then. Yeah. So for as long as Kamos has reigned as Mister Ubusanalahi, he has not shown up in the immediate <laughs> aftermath of a PWR live event. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Head young boy na eh, para nakikita na natin siya ulit. Yeah. So there, uh, we're gonna keep Camus in our thoughts right now. Um, uh, to be fair though, if he is here for your praise, he's probably just gonna derail it somehow. Well, that's true. Remember how long those rants have been? papi, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, So this episode drops on February 25, which is uh, the the day when we commemorate the EDSA revolution or the People Power Revolution. At this point, it's been what uh, 34 years since 1986. Oh, damn, Yeah, I was talking about this on the radio earlier, and uh, you know, um. As, as the years go by, we're getting more and more removed from that event, and it seems like we're really forgetting the lessons of 1986. And to be fair, it's not just we're forgetting the lessons, it's also that we, uh, some of us, not, uh, not us mismo, but some of them are actively disavowing the event altogether. Yeah, uh, I think it's really unfortunate that there are people or there are camps out there that are discrediting that event, discrediting the motivations, the reasons behind uh, the EDSA revolution, especially given the political climate today. And I, I just think that the onus is also on us, like our generation, the younger generation, to keep educating yourself, to remind yourself why that event happened in the first place. I mean, and yeah. To be fair, it's education. I mean, like, we, we, we know, and we've been educated, what, through the 90s, 2000s. And we still know that, you know, the reasons why uh, EDSA had to happen and why uh, the martial law was bad. And people are out there literally uh, pretty much actively disowning all of this because, I don't know, is, has it been too long? Has, uh, has, time, has too much time passed between then and now? I don't, I don't get it at all. 
Yeah, hindi ko rin gets eh. I I really think na it's uh it's it's really the work of fake news. Feeling ko mas naging mahirap yung trabaho na to because of the fake news era. Yeah. Where uh-huh. uh information or misinformation is so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. And uh there are forces at play in propaganda in in you know at work that um um you know that that just keep the um what I'd like to call the forces of evil um strong, yeah. right? Yeah, my only actual relationship with EDSA comes from my mom because uh-huh. she was around for EDSA 1, very first EDSA, and uh, the year after, I was born. And I was actually so close to being called EDSA Liao. So, <laughs> <laughs> so close. Okay. Because my mom was nine weeks, uh, nine months pregnant with me when the first anniversary of EDSA hit. <laughs> and she told me that had she given birth during this EDSA anniversary, the very first one, my name would actually be EDSA Liao. Okay. Okay, It's not, e- it's not even Epifanio Liao. Okay, it's, like <laughs> it's like the whole abbreviation. <laughs> I, would, I would assume that she would have at least used Epifanio. Epifanio de los Santos oh. Avenue Liao. So, <laughs> so it was my potential name. How unfortunate <laughs> would it have been for you to be named after a traffic na highway? Hey, have you fr- met my friend Edsa? Oh. <laughs> Siyempre, pipili mo na maging ano, tawaging Eddie oh. or Ed. Eds. Oh, oh Eds. Eds. <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I don't really know what the greeting is for for February twenty five. But I just want to say, na I hope na uh, people do make more of an effort to remember to remember what happened, never forget, and uh, never again. Mm. Right? Yup. Okay. On that note, let's move on to the reason for this week's episode, and that is the official Chino Liao review of PWR Love at First Fight. That's right. Sorry, we interviews with couples. <laughs> <laughs> pa yung, ano, we have to take a break from our new moneymaker. Yes. invested interests today. Today, it's all about the wrestling that happened last Sunday or yesterday. Yeah. As of recording yesterday, so Power Max Spotlight. Um, yeah. We go into it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let, let's ask the questions first. Going heading wrong. into it, uh, what were your expectations given the headliner that was Robbie Eagles, given the storylines going into Love at First Fight? Nag homework about on Robbie Eagles. Yes, I actually have to admit that wow, I'm not very wow. familiar with Robbie Eagles' uh, body of work. Okay. Um, I know the one or two things that I've seen him in, but that was about it. So I had to dig deeper, like, especially when we interviewed him. I had to go deeper into his repertoire, into his uh, videography of work. So seeing all the things that he can actually do in the ring, how charismatic he actually is in the ring and out of it, made me hyped. Uh, to see him live against, especially against the guy who I consider to be the current face of PWR uh-huh. and one Chris Panzer. Um, at the same time, there were a lot of blanks to be filled in certain storylines, which we'll get to uh, as we progress with the review. All right, All right, so I think that's enough foreplay. Let's jump right in and get to the very first match from Love at First Fight. Yeah. Can we just can I just say that the new bleachers in Power Max Spotlight are deserving of some sort of applause? Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, make, absolutely. Uh, like logistically, it makes sense, especially if you have to be the unfortunate fox seated behind me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the, I'm literally the widest person in the audience. But you're not tall. Yeah, but I'm not tall. 
So at least then it negates that. I think the ordinary, the common PWR fan was is also kind of smaller in height. Yeah, no, than but, Chino. Yeah, and also it gives people at the very back uh, of the auditorium the chance to see a spot that happens at the other end. Uh, right? So what I don't see, what the lesson they use to go Actually, I'm not right? You yeah. notice that? No, what I don't see to go because they can actually see spots from wherever they're seated. That's right. That's right. I love the setup. Up. Uh, and you know, um, props to the management team for making it happen. Props to the Paramax Center Spotlight for also helping us make that happen. I've, I've long wanted the bleacher setup myself, and after watching Stardom in in Japan, um, I was actually uh, asking um, the PWR team internally, like, I wonder when we can make this happen. Then, lo and behold, Love at First Fight happens, and you know, and it actually makes a lot of sense because it gives the uh, it transforms PM, PMCS into a, from a theater into a an actual sporting venue, the right? That's true. Uh, like you, it's like it's like you walked into an actual arena. Right, 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 right. Maybe pretty soon we'll have tiered seating. Who knows? Hey, sana, no, sana moving forward. Tiered seating, maybe like for the, in the far future. But I just hope that we the main the main goal for now is to keep this consistent. Yeah. Yeah, and for that to be consistent, you guys have to keep showing up. You have to be, uh, there have to be enough of you <laughs> to justify all these bleachers. Oh, that's true. Because if there are five people, bleachers are there. Oh, any point, right? All right, so let's get into the first match, Chino. Uh, Rebel Ranger versus AB3, which was a grudge match from the previous show. Or two shows ago, yung nagdakawan sila ng mask. Mm. Right? And uh, it's surprising how this was a squash. Right, it was, okay. It was so fast. Um, but I did like the fact that the fans now know what I've known for quite some time and that Revel Ranger is actually Poggy. <laughs> Nobody knew that, right? I think we all knew that. Now, now, well, Kayo and me, yeah, but a majority of the fans only see him with his mask on. On yeah, it was very audible in the back when they started chanting "Revo Daddy." I was actually, I actually popped the moment I saw him walk out without a mask. Like he lived up to the uh, hype of not having, to the uh, ownership of not having his mask on. Um, especially since the last show we did see him in, it was during an interruption, and he was wearing a hoodie that didn't really do the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can still see his face. So, what I did, yeah. I mean, you can still see his face, but you can't see the whole face. Yeah, so, at least it yeah. Yeah, double down on being future mask right. off uh, but then it does give way to a very good point made by one of our friends um, mm-hmm. uh, as the part of the community and uh, it makes him it gives him the opportunity to find something deeper than just the mask and to evolve from just the identity of being a superhero of sorts, right? So that just because he doesn't have his mask doesn't mean he can't be, you know, the Revo Ranger, right? Like, is the is it what makes is the mask what makes Revo Ranger Revo Ranger, or is it the person himself? So it's an idea worth exploring, and I'm very interested to see uh, where the character goes from here. Gusto ko yung review ni Chino mas mahaba pa kaysa sa match ni Revo Ranger. Eh, kasi madami siyang subcontext that actually it, it, that needs to be explored. I think, right. I think question eh. Why is, he, why is he still wearing gloves? <laughs> 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 Maybe he's afraid of the coronavirus. We don't know. Bajermophobe, palagay. Oh, oh, si siya, de ba? Malay natin. So, 
there there are there's there's a thing there that needs to be explored further. Right. Um, after that, we did get a promo, a quick uh, quick brief promo from. Uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, asking for an open challenge for a tag team open challenge, and lo and behold, we get the Yolo Twins. Uh, I, I have to admit, well, while this match was surprising, it actually wasn't the cleanest wrestled match out okay. of the whole card. Okay. Um, I appreciate how both sides were trying new offense of sorts, mm-hmm. but then it felt, I don't know, and having to use a smarky term, botches. Like okay. I don't like using that term myself, but then it was pretty obvious in this match. Um, I am not a wrestler, so I don't know the technicalities that go into certain spots yeah. or in all spots, really. However, that being said, it could have been cleaner. So, um, are you calling this out? Because from where you were uh, sitting. Yes, okay. yes, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and the the match. And then it was brief. It was there. It was a, it was a slot that they that uh, was taken up. And ang sahin lang is if you're gonna take up a slot, if you're gonna be booked in a match, you might as well just do you know your your best, your your uh, the appropriate level of perfection that PWR has been known for. I'm not knocking the match itself for uh for just for the sake of knocking it. I'm just saying that there are things that I noticed that could have been better. Okay, all right. Then uh, let's round out the pre-show with the Grab Camus versus Dax Javiera match. This was also pretty quick, right? I am not know. I mean, I'm not saying that I want it to be a Broadway, but like, the fact that Grab Camus isn't here right now is just a testament to how good he actually was during the match. Because he me some But I will say that the setup between him and Gatilio is actually something I'm I'm very interested to see. You say it gives Gatilio the hype that he much needs because he, he after all this time, he's just been muscled to Dax Avera, who, while it makes sense, I mean, he deserves more. But he's very athletic. He's very. I like watching him in the ring, especially when he does that corkscrew uh, senton that he does. So it'll be very interesting to see how. Camus goes from here. How they both go from here. I have a question for you, Chino. What did you think about Camus's balls of steel? Because he And then afterwards, he stood strong and he was dancing on his way out of the ring. Okay, it's good that you brought that up. Because frankly, after his match with Jan Evander and after he got blatantly kicked in the nuts ten times, yeah. any other low blow is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Multiple times, so he, his nuts can literally take anything now. So who's got the bigger balls of steel, Camus or Joey Ryan? And you and I need that. we we need PWR management to get Joey Ryan here to find out. But the evolution of the grab Camus gimmick. It's he about becomes his dick or his he, balls. He becomes the new cap. He becomes the new cap. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the main card. Uh, we started off with a three-way dance between Evan Carlo, Mike Madrigal, and Chino Ginto. I like how PWR always starts off strong with their very first match. It's been happening for quite a few shows now in this iteration of management, and this is no exception. In fact, had the main event not happened, this would actually be match of the night for me. The very first match was so good, so compelling, especially for something that was... Inf- seemingly influenced by the events of Wrestle Fertile. Right? Like, it was uh, admittedly management said that 
that even though Shane Nagida was an origi- originally p- part of the matchup, he was included after that incredible showing of the network against uh, the Naughty Boys. The Naughty Boys, right? It was a good. It was a good. It was very well wrestled. It was very compelling for me to see. Because when I was, uh, as the fans will say, or have said, when I went into this match, I wanted all three guys to win. I wanted all three guys to end up on top. But as it progressed, I didn't expect Evan Carlo to win. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all three of them, he has the weakest case against uh, against having a PWR title shot, especially since both Chino and Mike Madigal are former PHX champions. Okay. Um, Evan Carlo has just only now started going, started venturing out into a singles career. And so it's nice to see Nice to see uh, him get a title opportunity against the uh, Campeon of Pilipinas. But at the same time, I wonder how well he'll fare against the only three-time uh, PWR champion. It's the second year in a row that Evan Carlo is getting a PWR championship at shot. February, pa. Early exactly. in the year, yeah, yeah. So last year was at PWR, li- uh, PWR Nice, February 2019, then ngayon, mm. uh, March 2020 at Path of Gold. Yeah, so again, I mean, he has that championship. Match experience will it translate against a different opponent? That is yet to be seen. Okay. Any other thoughts? Uh, that's about it for this match. Again, very well wrestled. Great spots all around. If there was a match to watch out of this whole card, if they if it comes out on must uh, free match Fridays, this would be it. Yeah, it's full match Fridays. Full match Fridays. First, libre shake. I got a free anyway. Uh, let's go on. Let's move on down the card to Vlad versus the network, essentially. The handicap match between Vlad Sinsik, the reigning PHX champion, against uh, James Playtime, Idol Martinez, and Sam Baltazar. Uh, see, Idol can say he's a comedy wrestler, right? That's the, the meta arc of it all. Sure, yeah, sure. Right? He isn't really a wrestler, wrestler. So essentially, this match was. Was for the most part a one-on-one match between Sam Baltazar and Vlad Sinzik, right? For a good ninety percent of the match, James Idol Martinez just spent uh, it instigating Vlad, just really just irritating the hell out of him. Yeah, provoking with the, him with the uh, there you go. Thank you for the word provoking him with the 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 instrument, yeah, piano, mellotron. It's a mellotron. Okay. There we go. For with the Mellotron that he was playing, he played Baby Shark. He played the ambulance music. And <laughs> even dog, which, which while yes, entertaining, really isn't to the benefit of his partner. Because the hero pa ng ayon tao, ginagalit mo pa yung kalaban, de ba? So kaya ko makakabe kay Vlad or kay Sam, de ba? Uh, of course, Vlad Sinsik won. Even though Sam Baltazar put out one hell of a showing, he is slowly becoming. The premier high flyer of PWR. Kind. Wait, hold on. Didn't the network win via DQ? Yes. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, even Vlad Sinsik would have had this match won, is what I was trying to say. Would have had this match won had he not lost his school. But then again, at the end of the day, maybe there was some hidden genius behind Idol's uh, insanity. I guess you could say there's 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 a reason behind the madness of getting Vlad so angry that he 
causes himself to causes himself to be disqualified, right? Maybe there's there's secret strategy there. We won't really know, but at the same time, this does give the network um, an opportunity at the PHX Championship. Now, history will tell us that Idol uh, is very me first in his pursuit. Of the title, it happened with Chino Ginto when that was still an active storyline back uh, a few years ago, right? So it's it's left. Uh, we have to wait and see. Rather, yeah, it to also win. happened with AB3. That's right? how AB3 lost the tag team championship. Exactly right. So no one has Idol done. So it remains to be seen if Idol has indeed changed his ways. Because as we saw in the match, he actually helped Sam Baltazar. Uh, with the his hairspray to the face. Yeah, he also provoked uh, Vlad the most by uh, tossing the PHX championship to the child. To the child, who then proceeded to irritate Vlad more, right? Who expected the child, was, and the child was able to stand up against a maniac like Vlad Sinzik. But the idol to walk So maybe there's hidden, there's hidden strategy there. We don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for that match. All right, right next moving one. on. Yeah. Yeah, MTNH versus the Punk Dolls is your next match of the night. Um, gusto ko lang sabihin kay Redick Mahaba na Redick Mahaba, voluntary lang yung pag-hand sign sa mga fans, ha? Kasi nagagalit siya sa akin nung hindi ko siya in-hand sign. Hindi ko alam na sapilitan pala yun, eh, no? Fin-force ba niya yung kamay mo na mag-heart sign? Pag gunan siya sa akin, he did the thing, I wasn't paying attention, and he got mad. Wait, aren't he like way up? Yeah, I was way up. That's so, why. How so, could he like grab you? He's, well, first of all, he's tall. Like, okay. you, you guys know this. He is no, no, no. Tall. But it's not just tall. There's like a distance between and, the, no, the high chair. He went out of his way to uh, do it. Okay. And I wasn't really paying attention because I. What, when you were on that, your phone? No, when you were that far back. Hindi ko yung first instinct na kakamayan ng fat no wrestler. Yeah, hindi ka rin nasa bumad eh. Oh, I'm, I'm also not within arm's reach. Di ba? Kailangan aabotin uh, uh, ganyan. But Redick Mahaba happens to be so tall, tall enough to reach out to me pero hindi ko siya napansin which is why he 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 may have lost it a little. <laughs> pero gusto lang sabihin na vol- voluntary lang yan. Ha? Di ba? So kailangan may consent? Kailangan may consent. Ha? Dapat hindi ka nagagalit. No means no, Redick Mahaba. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get to the match <laughs> The match itself is actually more competitive Than I expected it to be Both these guys diba? It started out with the usual funny antics diba? like, People were cheering Robin to be part of the Besohan But then Robin being Robin niya, Made it funny Made it the whole thing funny With Robin being the straight man out of the three people However, I didn't expect it to be as hard-hitting and as competitive as it was. Um, MTNH is actually making a strong case for themselves to be number one contender, especially after this match. Uh, because uh, the Pucknells are an established tag team yeah. in PWR. Very established. And this victory over them just solidifies uh, MTNH's case. Uh, I will say that... Kind of gave off the vibe no una na scrimmage lang siya na oh, friendly match lang to di ba walang personalan but as it wore on the match actually became super compelling and I really like that okay anything else let's, on either team? yeah no that's about it let's move on to the first MSG match of the night yep MSG versus Kakai Bros in the Eddie Sapuso Mo Street Fight 
Uh, Mr. C, Wari, uh, and, and MSG, and Mr. Uh, sorry, Panzer and Mr. C, walking on with matching repair jackets, just goes to show how uh, dominant this faction has become. Dahil na kain sila sa steakhouse. Dahil na bigyan sila ng libre jacket dahil sa steakhouse, sir. And that jacket is a legit status symbol. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, in the business it Guys, is. Guys, yes. I don't know if this is a shoot, but Robbie Eagles doesn't even have that jacket. So talo pa nila si Robbie Eagles. Well, right. I did not say that. Well, Those I'm words did it. not come out of my I'm mouth. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. So, <laughs> sorry, Robbie. <laughs> but what I will say is, uh, the uh, sorry, no lahok. Okay, but then, yeah, yeah. Sorry, swallowed my gum there. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a that is also a shoot. <laughs> that is also a shoot. Don't worry, dalawa naman siya. Kala ko professional tayo. No, You're making good time, Chino Leo. Yeah, we, Edited post. Edited post. <laughs> <laughs> no need. There's no need to edit your swallowing. No, down. hey, anyway, there were. Okay, so and this is the point that I was trying to make. There were issues raised in the previous show about how MSG all belts became a thing. Yeah. Right? How Mr. C's interference in the match was such a huge, huge factor in them claiming the titles. Yeah, yeah. Now, the for me, the way that Creative was was only going to be able to solve this was to pit both teams in a hard hitting match. This being the said match, so for all intents and purposes, the Eddie Sapusamo street fight fulfilled uh, answered the question. Yeah, you wanted to see a competitive match, you got it. Right at the same time, you also got to see the wrestlers just have fun. Like, I legitimately have never seen Main Max have as much fun <laughs> as he's had in that match. Because even when he was being driven through Legos, quote-unquote Legos, uh, it was actually, he, he was smiling throughout. He was enjoying himself. And that, to me, was was very compelling. It made me want to watch the match even more. What did you think about the special appearance by Rowlett? <laughs> I mean, you could have used the pillow to smother an opponent. I mean, I'm just saying that's what offensive use of a plush uh, Pokemon. Yeah. However, you know the 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 pile that I've heard around it bit much, Wayne Max, bit much. <laughs> so uh, there were two chances stood out uh, during that actual match. Uh, the first was Sulit Bayad, Sulit Bayad, which uh, Robbie was like kind of uh, he, he had this puzzled look on his face, and that chant came out. So I had to uh, whisper in the back, "Ah, yeah, that means this is worth it, worth the price of admission." And then uh, there was the you sick fuck oh, chance. Oh yeah, you sick fuck. When the Legos came out. Natatawa ko lumalabas. Out of all the items we've ever bust out in a PWR show, it's always the Legos that draw the Yusek fuck know. chance. Have you ever stepped Definitely. on a Lego, sir? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I know damn well I'm how it feels. I'm pretty sure it's up there with barbed wire. It's like <laughs> flaming table, Lego, and then barbed wire. It's an engineering marvel. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> Even, anyway, it was just it was nice to see wrestlers have fun. Okay, as as the match uh, progressed, you, you were telling me uh, before we recorded that you had some points on the promo uh, right before the street fight. Yes. Okay, so the the promo of Mister C. You uh, can just call me me. Jeez. I mean, I'm, I'm referring to you as the as the manager, okay. not you as you. 
Okay. Uh, it's different. Like it's, K- it's way K-Fabe, different. Kayfabe you. Sure. Now, Kayfabe you <laughs> decided to do a Kobe joke. Which two Kobe jokes. Two even. Kobe jokes in the span of what? Ten minutes? No, what, not even one. Not even one minute. What, I'm saying, in the, what, however long that promo was. Not even was, thirty seconds. I people think. have had problems with the Kobe joke, especially because Kobe Bryant is a revered member of basketball history. Uh-huh. Um, I personally, being a comedian, don't have problems with it. If I were to do a Kobe joke, it would be to. To instigate reaction, to to stir emotions yeah. in not the best way possible. So I guess it did its job. If your goal was to build heat against you, then it did its job. Was it the best way to build heat though? Of course not. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is not relevant in PWR canon. Yeah, it w- and it was also like a month late. So exactly. So it... That's how it came off. Okay. After the fact. Right. During the fact, it worked for me. Because that's how you that's the you know how the wrestlers in the WWE would make fun of the local sports team like Elias used to do it yeah, yeah just yeah, recently yeah. Diba? Yeah. make fun of the that's the equivalent to me especially in a basketball loving nation like ours. Right. However, there were certain points raised that. Kobe Bryant is a revered, revered member of basketball fame, diba? and para sobrang affected yung mga Pilipino because the majority of us were Kobe fans and Kobe isn't a wrestling uh, personality. All that is valid. Yeah. Diba? And, um, what I'm trying to say is that it did its job. Was it the best tool for the job? No, but it did its job. I will admit that I could have been more creative about it. You know, um, it, promos are essentially creative. Yes, right. So if if the issue was like, uh, was it the best creative thing to say? Probably wasn't, yeah. and I'm I'm totally gonna own yeah. up to it. Uh, but I will I will uh, stand by what I said in character in the sense that we live in a world where uh, the line between uh, kayfabe. And, and real right? is so blurred and it's so easy to like the heels but right? remember Kevin Owens when he was a heel right? everything he did we would pop for it out of respect because we love Kevin Owens and to some degree ako, as a performer I'm uh, I I still feel the heat towards MSG but I'm also beginning to see the respect cheers you get what I mean okay so meron. even before you guys turned heel. May respect cheers. No, 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 no. We no, were getting no. hate yeah. when we were baby faces. Uh, yeah, tapos uh, MSG got. Uh, although the more they were healed, the more they kept adding people. MSG kept getting uh, a little part of the audience that cheered for them. You mean you see people wearing the shirts, you see people doing the hand sign, and all of that. So there is, yeah, as Stan said, a modicum of respect. And I think MSG doesn't really want that because they're heels. You just want actual hate. Yeah, actual yes, hate. Sir. So, like, um, I guess in a vacuum, if that was the goal, then I clearly achieved that because that was the loudest uh, chorus of boos I've ever heard since I slapped Jemerlin. Oh, no, man. No. Yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, actually, mas malakas pa nga because it was in a theater. But so, I mean, parang, I, 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 ring. But then again, there are better ways to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Diba? I will so, admit I will admit to that. I will concede that point. So, yeah, yeah yun, yun lang naman. Like, it did its job, but it could have been better. Thank you. No, th- thanks for the feedback. I really appreciate it. Because, okay. I know, um, my, my merit naman siya, and it's a, it's a constructive piece of feedback. Uh, the, the really big problem here was that, I don't know if anyone ever, everyone saw it, but 
you got one of your guys actually having a Kobe tribute in their gear. Yeah, I didn't see that until after intermission. Oh, actually, I didn't see yeah, it until somebody it, it was, brought it, it was up. tiny, tiny. Yeah. And he posted, I mean, May Max posted about it afterwards. Yeah. But so you that was my bad. Yeah, you could have Giving him a heads up. <laughs> yeah, so Medjo, yeah, again, not the best tool for the job. Yep. So totally owning I mean, it. Yep. That's on me. Uh, so what do you think now, Chino, of MTNH taking their claim to the PWR Tag Team Championship. I think it's very well, it's a very well put together uh, rivalry between actual pure baby faces in MTNH and now pure heels in MSG. Um, see, Reddick Mahaba delivered another compelling uh, uh, promo where he said that all of us, quoting the TJP uh, promo here, uh, the Filipinos in the audience, uh, d- d- I did. First of all, I can't believe we got a data pot pop. Oh, right. A data pot <laughs> <laughs> pop has never go has never been one of the top of the list things that people would pop for. But I guess it, to each his own, right? So um, he delivered a, a compelling promo that said that the Filipinos want to see MTNH against MSG because the Filipinos uh, MTNH represents the power of love. The original stance of MTNH, the original how it they originally started. Yeah, love and respect. Exactly. So I like how they're going back to that, but this time as faces. So that's that to me is compelling. What did you think of Poch uh, asserting himself right uh, before yeah, the Eddie Sapuso street fight? Okay, we'll go into that uh, in the next match. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, with the All Out War Championship on the line. See, see, Quatra and Jan Evander. See, let's get into that then. Now, so, okay, you mentioned Poch uh, asserting himself uh, against you. Or kayfabe you yeah, and yeah. Chris Spencer kicking you out of the match essentially, which is weird because it was a street fight. Okay, fine, let it stand. When John Evander suddenly decided, title go. I don't want this to be a title match. But just laid down, so he wasn't as credible for me anymore as a GM because why would he stand up to Mister C? But not to Jan Evander. If he's supposed to be an unbiased GM, why does he pick sides now all of a sudden? Is it because he doesn't have a personal vendetta against the endgame? Is or is it because he's just against what Mr. C's done? It isn't if it, that was the if that were the case, it wasn't clear to me. And it made Poch's character after GM a little uh, weak. To be honest, okay, it it it, it could have been executed better, right? Okay, how about the match itself between Quater uh, and Jan Evander? Quater was looking to kill Jan Evander. First of all, yeah. he he said so as much during his promo online. Yep. But Jan Evander, I am a fan of how much work he puts into his character and how much he's evolved as a wrestler. Uh, all props to Jan Evander who did. Everything and anything against Quattro. And Quattro did the same. Very, very competitive match. Very hard-hitting match. As something we've come to know uh, Janet Vander for. I will say that Janet Vander not only taking away the title opportunity, but also the all-out war uh, match rules. Uh-huh. 
puts him at a disadvantage because he is again facing a former BWR champion in Cuatro. If I were him, being the all-out war champion, I would have made it an all-out war match because I would have the advantage in that category. Now, if it's hubris or if it's something else that prevented him from doing so, it again remains to be seen. It's a it's a nitpick, but it's it's I feel like it's a worthy nitpick. What about the JDL interference or involvement? Okay, that will play out later in the night in another match. Uh, but uh, wait, hindi kami natapos ng gabi, ah. The show ended in the afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, pa. Oh, oh yeah, pa. Sorry, in the later in the PM. <laughs> <laughs> later in the post meridian. Yeah. Later in the late early evening afternoon. Okay. okay. In the dusk. Later in the oh, dusk. Fine, in the dusk. I like Later that. Later in the dusk. See, see. We'll see the same thing happen, but for but against JDL. Um, uh, I really want to see this match happen because it gives me two things. A rivalry between two of the top guys in the company and the heel quattro. We've only seen a pure babyface quattro, the underdog quattro, the equivalent of Kofi Mania quattro. Where he became champion, where he beat Rafi Babayashi, where he held on to the title until the homecoming. Yeah. That's all we've seen from Cuatro, how he broke free from the Trabajadores, how he did this whole arc. And and up up to a certain point, I kind of felt like his, his character was falling flat as a face. So to see him as a heel, to see him as this douchebag that's trying to justify his actions like a true heel on social media, it's something that's worth... Uh, that's very, very interesting to me. Like, I'm immediately hooked on it. All right. Uh, now, let's get to the next match. Uh, that, that before the PWOG's match. What's that? Before I'm the PWOG's match. I mean, Jay Sarah. Versus Ruth, we got, Sarah, yeah, we yeah. got this. It wasn't even a match, really. It, it, it started, but then it broke out into a brawl. Uh, it broke out into a brawl where not only the young boys, but the entire PWR locker room had to come out and break both women apart. Oh, it's not just one. MSG is out. Oh, okay. Because you're heels, so you can't stop. That's right. There's logic there. No, we were too busy supporting our boy Chris Panzer. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Uh, so a good majority in the locker room came out and just basically had to, you had to, they had to physically pull Lina and Chase Sarah. Sarah apart. Um, we've seen spots like this happen. Uh, before on TV and in PWR, uh-huh. uh, this wasn't the best way to start. It didn't start in the most organic way. What do you mean? Which um, which didn't start in an the event, the right? brawl between Dina and Jay Sarah? Okay, uh, because the contact between both of them wasn't enough for me to say the apatayento. It only got to that point where when the locker room started pouring out. But then at the same at that point, I felt like it was too late for me to. But it wasn't. There wasn't enough of a push there for me to say that. Patayan do. Bakit? Is it because uh, there wasn't much of a story heading into it, or is it because you match me small? There wasn't enough of a story heading into it. And then they'd had this match, which didn't last very long as an actual match, which now all of a sudden becomes a uh, blood feud between the both of them. So are you saying uh, this went 0 to 100 real quick? Yes. All right. So it, I would have appreciate a, appreciated a gradual push 
to this um, this supposed uh, I guess it's going to be an all out war match or whatever sort of match it ends up being. Right? I don't know. Wherein wherein both women have to do something so drastic no right? but point it felt a little rushed for me. Okay. okay. Uh, but that said, I appreciate when I appreciate when people get into blood feuds, for lack of a better term, against okay. one another. So it makes for interesting matches, right? Yep. And it pushes the envelope. So it's interesting. Speaking of uh, really interesting rival- uh, rivalries, you have the intra-squad rivalry of Jemerlin and Cali Nueva <laughs> taking on the PWOGs. And then can you have Cuatro coming out as well. Can I say that whatever Trien de la Torre is doing, it works? Because they picked up the victory, first of all, against the OGs. Mm. Uh, I'll be it with an asterisk because they're going to lose Cuatro. Are you saying that... I don't know. The negative si TDT? No, I'm or saying... Or TDT is behind? I know. I, I'm, say, I'm saying that Trien de la Torre was able to fight... Because this whole rivalry with Jemmerlin and Kalinueva, and I just remember this as of last night, uh, only happened because... I remember how a few shows back they were all part of this whole revolving storyline with Cap's dick pic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, that's where it came from. The nagsasapayawansila. Kalinueva was still a heel. He was he was against the fact that Jamerlin was this dancing, uh, uh, dancing Joshi. No, even before there was already history because at the start of 2019, Jay Sera and Kalinueva were tagging against Jamerlin. Yes, that's what I was. That's what I was referring to. Jamerlin and Camus. Yes, Jamerlin and Cap. Or, yeah, um, one, one of them. One of them, right? Yeah, so, yeah. and one of the Naughty Boys against Jay Sarah and Kalinueva. Yeah. This was after the dick pic. I think TDT pa nga eh. You, yeah, yes, yeah. against TDT. Because yeah, Evan yeah. Carlo was fighting Imabayashi yes. in the main event. Yes, right. okay. Thank you for clearing it up. So, so, so the guy who you stood against... Uh, is now your partner. Is now your partner. And he's forced to be your partner. Jemberlin didn't want to tag with Kalinueva and vice versa. Yeah, her Twitter handle is still no to team building <laughs> yeah, or exactly. hates team building. <laughs> exactly. So now they're forced to be lumped together in this tag team and Kalinueva doesn't even get the partner that he wants in Grab Camos. So automatically, there's something there that prevents them from working together. But then for some reason, it worked that night. Um, there's a point that sila, but then it also be, ended up being offense. Uh, against the opposing team of the PWOGs, right? the OGs um, have their chemistry locked in. They remember they came out in matching WWE tryout shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. and even when Ken- <laughs> and Sorry. Even- this is a funny story. Yeah, there's a funny story from backstage, which I don't think we are at liberty to disclose tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but it's not that one. Go on, sorry, go ahead. So they came out to me it came out as a sign of solidarity right and even <laughs> and even you guys are clearly laughing and know something that I don't know yeah but even, not right now shout out to our boys Ken Warren and JDL just, I mean it's just it's just a minor story can we just tell the story uh I don't know <laughs> I'll find out Chino go on go on so okay 
even when Ken Warren didn't have his proper PWOG gear on, <laughs> they forgave each other. And to me, that's just a sign of respect and brotherhood. Right? Yes. These yes, guys it was. are closer, closer than brothers. Absolutely. Right? I, don't, I don't know what you're laughing at, but to me, that's not okay. Uh, the all insider guys, as you say, insider, oh, di ko alam yung kwenta dito. May tinatawala sila na di ko gets. Okay. So, yun ya, nangyari na yan. It happened. Uh, Gemmerlin and Kali Meva. Can, can we also just acknowledge the fact that Kali coming in to co- interrupt Gemmerlin's dancing and Gemmerlin hacking Kali Meva's entrance video was just the, one of the funniest things I've seen in BWR. Magsasapuan talaga sila to the point that had they not won, it would have still continued. Now I feel like I think I think they still would continue even after winning. But I mean, it helps the fact that they're still there. And now you're over that hurdle. It's just about continuing that momentum from there. All right. Speaking of momentum, the Quatre JDL feud uh, got more momentum through it, that JDL Ken Warren match. To, it boils over to this. Quatre uh, says that he just came out to watch JDL's match. Uh, there were better ways to pull that off. Being that you wish, if you just wanted to watch, you wouldn't have to entrance music, right? But again, it it, it gave Quattro uh, seriously. It gave Quattro more momentum as a heel going into this rivalry. So you think Quattro is the heel here? Yes. Why? Be- because why? Because he's trying to justify actions that he knows are wrong. He came out interrupting a match that was already and it's. About, that was already going in the favor of the OGs. And what about yung with JDL's music in the Quattro Giant Evander match? JDL says that he didn't so I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Why, why do you give him the benefit of the doubt? And, and I mean, not, just, just, just an honest question. Because what would JDL have to gain? True, okay. From interrupting the match. What would he have to gain? Quattro has something to gain because he feels like JDL is wrong, eh? but what would JDL have to gain? He, JDL says that he squashed his beef with Quattro after he interrupted in the triple threat. But I don't believe Quattro believes that. I, I, to me, it still comes off that he still has gripe against what JDL did. Okay. All right, uh, let's move on to the main event. Chris Panzer versus Robbie Eagles for the PWR Championship. But before that... No, it's not an ad. You know what it is. Yeah. Uh, there was a video that dropped. And it was a bunch of announcements that started at intermission. Path of Gold, March 22, 2020 at the Powermax Center Spotlight. And PWR also announced the return of one Joshi legend in Tita Emi Sakura. Which Your we thoughts, hope, Which we hope we'll, I know, we'll have on this podcast by that time. Your thoughts, Chino. Hey, I'm glad that I'm actually going to get to catch Tita Emi this time around. Oh, uh, lang, no? The previous show that she was on, I unfortunately wasn't in town for. Um, I was, I, and I've been disappointed ever Wag since. Don't ng booking sa yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about AEW's wrestler Emi Sakura here. Right, diba? right. We're talking about the girl who just challenged Riho for the AEW women's title. Okay, diba? yeah. And we're also talking about the same Emi Sakura who... Who's built promotions all across not just Japan but even Southeast Asia? I mean, she's a well-respected veteran in the industry, and to get to see somebody of her caliber wrestle in a, a PWR show automatically legitimizes PWR as the top promotion in this part of the world. All right, and so it makes me excited to see uh, 
her in action, live, in, in your face. So yeah, uh, if you can speculate about what Emi Sakura is doing at Path of Gold, what do you think is uh, on her plate? I feel I have a feeling that she'll be part of the Path of Gold match. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you have more slots now, the Path of Gold was announced to have 30 wrestlers. It's of, the largest Path of Gold in history! Yeah, it's, it's the greatest Path of Gold. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so Minus the blood money. <laughs> oh, we could use some blood money. Oh, nice. <laughs> or, you know, money, money. Money, uh, money. But yeah, you know, it's, it, uh, because I'm a trophy, but all. Meron, got a path of gold no, trophy. I mean, yeah, I mean, a life size trophy. The Braun Strowman size trophy. Anyway. Yeah, the Bongo trophy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway I, I think Emmy Sakura is going to enter herself into the path of gold. All right. Because you have more slots, which is more room to play. Okay. It's going to be a longer path of gold. All I'll say is please stay tuned to the PWR social media, which is always uh, being updated anyway, but you'll find out what Path of Gold's card is going to look like in the coming weeks. Actually, we guesting, but I said So I might be wrong, guys. I'm just I'm just saying that's my guess. We, we right. just you know, we just can't say. Yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. fair. Like we are contractually obligated to hold also, this information. I don't want to know. I actually don't want oh, to see, know. Oh, guess uh, I, I want no, Wait. I don't want to know who the guest is now before everybody <laughs> else knows it. Hey, I, we gotta share the story on the podcast. Uh we were having Jollibee with Robbie Eagles on uh Friday before we recorded yeah. that episode. And then uh Robbie Eagles was talking to me. And then uh, some stuff was being alluded to about the Panzer Robbie Eagles match, and, which we'll get to in a bit. And okay, if this is the story we're talking about, it's just a review. Okay. okay. So now that we're at the main event, uh, you can go back to your story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chino was like, oh no, no. Is there a spoiler that's about to be disclosed in my presence? And I could feel the anxiety intensify. <laughs> and Robbie felt that too. And he started working me by telling me that I'm, not, I'm just not going to wrestle on Sunday. <laughs> that he's going to take the finger poke of doom from Panzer and that'll be it. Like, and that's what he because he, he, that just shows you what kind of guy Rob Eagles is. He's just a, an incredibly friendly, approachable person who's wrestled, who just happens to have wrestled all across the world. Yep. Diba? He is so charming in real life, so funny, willing to joke around with you like he was a friend that you've known for quite some time. And to see that same person in the ring, man, can I just say that he is as good as advertised. He was as good as you've seen him. Uh, on pay-per-views in New Japan shows all over the world. Right? People have been saying that Robbie Eagles just brought the Super Junior division of New Japan to PWR. I, I totally agree. He is super athletic. His strikes were pinpoint. And to go up against a guy like Chris Panzer, somebody who's been building his repertoire by coming from Japan, just coming from the UK after that excursion, it's, it's just something that brings everything, not just this match, but ju- this promotion up another level. Because it puts eyes on PWR as a company that can hang with the big leagues. It blows my mind that Robbie Eagles and I and Ro and Camus are all the same age. Exactly. That's about damn. Yeah. Damn. So our birthdays are just days apart. And he's been right. wrestling for 12 years. Yep. Right? Yes, sir. He's been wrestling for 12 yeah, years. Yeah, so we're really in other countries. Really? Yeah, and uh, there was some sort of a scene in Australia when he began. Yeah, when he was 18, right? Because if this shit was available to us in 2008, I could have given it a try. Yeah, right? for sure. Exactly. Right? I mean, also, he, has, he was not fortunate enough to have a family in the business. So, 
Matic in the shop. You don't have to pay uh, an exorbitant he amount he to get to be, training, right? Yeah, he doesn't have to be a walk-in at some random dojo or yeah. gym, right? He just he has that benefit, and so mm-hmm. you can see his experience, like especially during the interview we did, which I highly suggest you listen to. You can hear it in his voice how experienced he actually is. Um, in the ring and out of it. And so what What a great get for for both management, for the wrestlers, to have somebody like Robbie Eagles in the ring wrestling in front of uh, essentially his family and a lot of the PWR fans. Yeah, and a lot of fans who have seen him and are uh, familiar with him through NJPW or where else have you. Yeah, so uh, what can you say, Gino, about the story that was told throughout that main event? I like the fact that Panzer is doubling down as heel heel Panzer. I really do. I like how he's nuanced enough and experienced enough to know that there are certain things that he can't do anymore because he's a heel. That he's just living up. He's just heightening his douchiness that he has for some reason because he's such a nice guy out of the ring, apart away from BWR. To see him as the as the biggest heel in the company right now, there I say it's just it's so good. It's it just. It just puts so much stock into Chris Panzer, the wrestler. I have a question. Uh, would you have been okay if Robbie won the title? No. Okay. Interesting. Because, and here's why. Most of the time, we see, I complain about how we get cradle finishes. Okay. In PWR, how I want to see people hit finishes. But the match got to a point where the only way Chris Panzer would win was with a cradle and, and this is after he did all the heel things a heel is supposed to do hit Robbie with the belt did the low blow and the, even then Robbie kicked out at one after the eagle splash it will it wouldn't help Chris Panzer the heel lose the title to Robbie Eagles especially since Robbie Eagles isn't um, a local dare I say he isn't going to stick around for as long as he plans to or needs to stick around. And if you're going to be the face of the company, which is what I feel Chris Panzer is, you're going to have to do anything within your power to stick uh, to keep the title, which he did. My, my thinking was that uh, since Robbie had family here, and since you know he's uh, kind of a big deal in the man, uh, relatively in the business, so I think him winning definitely by a different way in a different match structure maybe could have given him a legitimate excuse to keep coming back, right? But yeah, I understand what you're trying to say, and it also makes sense. Yeah, you say if you if you if he does stick around because he does have family here and he keeps making the trips back. How sustainable is that? True, also for true. Him, he's already splitting time between two different. Countries, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, and then he started. He he was also doing shows in the U.S., mm. so that's a lot of cross continental travel uh, for him. Um, I don't know if that's a sustainable thing for him to do. So if he settles his roots here a little longer, then maybe, but then not right now. Yeah, that's a lot of conversations between a lot of different people. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right? So so yeah. For one thing, uh, I think Gato would have to be involved. Like, imagine that conversation. Uh, uh-huh. You know, Robbie Eagles calling up Gato. Hey, I've got a new championship. 
Or Gato talking to Redaliero and Tim Nang and all the other guys behind the scenes. You know, hey. trying, trying to figure things out. Hey. That you, would be a trip. That would be exactly. I mean, who, for all we know, do not I papunta. I don't know. For all we know, do not I papunta. But, but until then, to, to get what we got that night at the Power Max Spotlight, it was just, it was incredible. Um, I, I will say that uh, just being around all that energy for me as as the uh, th- um, the fourth player in that match, the third being the referee, obviously, it um, energy like compared to a lot of the other uh, Chris Panzer matches I've been at ringside for. Um, I, I was pretty fortunate to just uh, have have a part to play there. Um, Imparang nervous ka because you're in there with with a guy like Robbie Eagles, kind of like when we were in there with Jeff Cobb, right? But uh, the the reactions from when Robbie kicked out at one, or from when uh, the finish actually happened, and then kita mo galit na galit na naman yung crowd. But you know, conversely, I would say that this was a different energy from the Jeff Cobb match because you had Quattro there. Yeah. So essentially, the attention of the crowd was split between two, three different people. Where this time, you just had Panzer there on his own in the spotlight, representing the company against this uh, "quote unquote" guy Jin yeah. coming to take his title, right? So it it essentially it made everything so bilateral. It just made it cut everything right down the middle as a pure babyface and a pure heel, which is something that I really like about wrestling. It doesn't blur the lines. It makes everything distinct. Uh, it makes everything uh, clear. Yeah, um, I, I was gonna say something about that. Uh, that distinction, yung pagka, uh, delineate ng face and heel. Now, um, see, uh, Ariane, my girlfriend, was talking to me on the phone last night. Parang, why can't there be face versus face matchups all the time, or heel versus heel matchups? And I was telling her that wrestling just doesn't work as well kapag walang clear delineation between the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, it's just, you're telling a story essentially when you watch wrestling. You're telling a story about a good guy. Or Triple H puts it this way. You're telling a story between the forces of good and the forces of evil uh, battling it out in the middle of a ring. That's essentially what you're seeing in a wrestling match. And mm-hmm. I totally agree because you're still just essentially telling a story and nobody wants to see a story without any conflict. All right. That's right. Uh, before we get the Chinos Awards, I just want to make a request to anybody who ever got an MSG Ang Pao uh, at the previous show. Uh, can you please take a photo of what you got? Because I don't know what the color is on each Ang Pao. I try to uh, diversify the Bizarro Fortune cookie messages. So take a picture, tag me at underscore Stancy. Lalo na pang bata ka and you got like a sex one. Tag nyo, tas tag nyo DSWD. Alright, Chino, let's zoom out here and let's hand out the Awards and the grade. And what's your grade ng show? My grade for the show is an A minus. Okay. Um, there were. It was a good show. Tightest PWR show I've seen in a while. Remember how I said Russell Fortaal was tight? This was this was actually even tighter than that. It okay. actually it delivered in all the right moments. However, again, there were things that I raised during the in, during the review that needed to be the booking wise needed to be answered. So all right. it, it it was there, but not quite, but good enough. Okay, now let's talk about the match of the night. My match of the night is actually the main event between uh, Panzer and Robbie Eagles. Now, remember how you just said that face versus face matchups don't quite work? That's actually why I couldn't make the triple threat the match of the night. As good as it was, it wasn't. It was a. It took a while for me to pick a side. Okay. Whereas with this one, you kind of wanted to see Robbie Eagles win, even though it didn't make sense. 
Diba? Kasi face siya. Yeah. He did his part. Yeah. Chris Bansford did his part. It was all just perfectly played out. All right. Uh, what was your spot of the night? My spot of the night was uh, Cali Nueva and Jemmerlin become their first victory. That pop that they got at the end of that match, even though, again, it, it has an asterisk, it, it was actually very reminiscent of uh, TDT and ECX winning their very first tag team title or their only tag team title of him. Uh, it was very, It was very authentic. You were genuinely happy for them. Mm-hmm. Even though this was what their third match as a tag team, yeah, you're still genuinely happy for them having to work their conflicts out and do their thing. Now, uh, conversely, Strian Delatore, uh, I was ta- speaking to him before recording, asked me to. He was so gracious enough to ask me to put up a new category, which will start. Uh, for this review, okay, okay. What uh, is this, this new is, category? And, and I agree. I mean, I agree. He was he was generous enough to offer, uh, you know, some support our way, which is good. What? Uh, uh, what? He was he was nice enough to do that. Uh, so I am now instigating the Trian Delatore chant of the night. Okay, <laughs> sige, sige. And what the is? winner for this very first chant of the night. Goes, of course, not other to Robbie Eagles oi 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 uh, chant. Okay, yeah. the Robbie 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 oi 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 chant. That's, yeah. Sorry, sorry, TDT, not the result you want. <laughs> hey, uh, props to the PWR crowd for knowing the Robbie 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 oi 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 chant. I mean, yeah, they picked it up right away. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, Mer- mga may alam talaga. Um, is what I was mm. trying to say. Okay, okay. And I'm sure then that the Australian contingent uh, definitely helped yes, there. Yes, exactly. Because it's an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie chat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So uh, I know TDT wanted the team building chat to win. Better <laughs> luck next time, TDT. Better luck next time. All right, who was your star of the night? Uh, my star of the night goes to, uh, again, the... The newly victorious Kali Nueva and Jamerlin. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, just because it's compelling to me. It's I, w- I was actually uh, expecting you to say Robbie Eagles, and I would have to say, best import. Say, that's uh, yeah, my, my local. Import, well, first of all, he's the only import. So he, he, also uh, true. Uh, this autom- month, yes. Yeah, automatically he wins that. Uh, for this review, automatically. Oh, best <laughs> import of the conference. We've, we've <laughs> put him over so much on this podcast that I don't know if we still need to give him the best import or do we? Like he even needs it. Like, exactly. He's yeah, a yeah. class act, great wrestler. What else can we say about Robbie Eagles? Great guy. Great guy. All right. Uh, any other notes, Chino, on uh, PWR Love at First Fight before we close the book on this one? Not just for Love at First Fight, but for Path of Gold. Going into Path of Gold, in fact. there. If you watch closely and if you watch the shows as religiously as I do or as some people do, which isn't even that that much, you'll see Path of, the Path of Gold card play out. They do a better or the right job in answering all the questions raised um, in this uh, card. All right. Okay. And with that, we are going to put uh, put a lid on our review of PWR Love at First Fight. Thank you so much to everybody who attended the show, everybody who uh, played a part in some way to make that show much better. And, you know, we had a good time. We hope you had a good time as well. If you have any comments about the show or any points that you felt like we missed out on on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, hit us up. It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter. It's at Chino Supersized for Chino, at Roizwar, at Caveman Camus, and at underscore Stancy for the rest of us. Now, let's get into some stuff that you can expect this week in wrestling. Uh, we've got a go-home show for for AEW Revolution. So we, we're going to be previewing Revolution, which is uh, going to happen on Sunday, Manila time. We've also got WWE Blood Money 5. 
Hindi siya official name, right? Yeah, please. Uh, although that is a much more badass name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, halatang nagagagawan lang tayo dito. Uh, but yeah, Super Showdown is happening on Friday, Manila time. So um, all the WWE shows for this week are gonna lead up to that. It's basically just Raw and uh, NXT. So we're gonna be previewing Blood Money 5 and Revolution on our next episode. And if, if there are any talking points you want to send our way, any questions you want to ask in advance of these two huge shows, please send them our way at Wrestling2XPod. Uh, and if you want to check out all the other podcasts that we put out here on Podcast Network Asia, just check us out on social media. It is at Podcast Net Asia on Twitter, at Podcast Network Asia on Facebook and on Instagram. You've got a lot of great shows that are uh, always putting out great content from the old ones like the Cool Pals, the Kudazers, the Halo Halo Show, you know, OGs alongside us. And then you've also, uh, and, and uh, the other OGs as well, like uh, the Eavesdrop and uh, Hustle Share. I'm, I'm missing out on one more OG show. OG show, whatever. Damn. But you've got some new yeah. ones as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you what's coming, uh, yeah, coming yeah. up? So you've got the underpaid podcast with Stanley Chi and and the rest of the crew. The cool pals. That's who you forgot. No, 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 no you already cool mentioned pals. the cool pals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've also got uh, Big D talks, where he talks about parenting from you know uh, the perspective of a radio legend himself and in Big father. D and a father. Yeah. Uh, so many new podcasts coming your way. We actually just got to meet Doc G uh, on our way in, Chino and I, uh, yeah. because they just recorded uh, another set of podcasts Doc, for Doc this season. Doc G and her co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that, that was a trip. Uh, so if you want to check out all the other podcasts, please do show us some love here on Podcast Network Asia because we're really doing our part to make podcasting a thing in the Philippines. Uh, Ro and I started this in 2014. Camus joined in later that year. So we know firsthand how hard it is to get to this point, and we don't want this to go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm we sure need your you help. don't want it to go away anytime soon as well. Yeah. So we need your help. Please keep hitting that subscribe button, that download button. Leave us a five star rating. Let them podcast kaya di nyo muna <laughs> 30 minutes muna tapos leave a 5 star review then say something nice share it on social media everybody happy right? right. okay uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast thank you so much to everybody once again my name is Stancy on behalf of Ro Moran Raf Camus and Chino Liao we are gonna be calling it a night and we are out of here peace Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.